What is up? And welcome back to the Becoming the Character podcast. Um, today's episode, what I wanted to talk about is I want to elaborate more on what I, uh, the conversation that I began in the last podcast episode, which was, you know, I failed, and now what are we heading to? Um, truthfully, man, I didn't really want to make this episode. You know, I don't, you know, man, the last few weeks have been such a ride, like, I really don't even, or I I guess I don't even now know if I'd even podcast again, but, you know, I was just sitting there and I was just thinking, like, you know, someone somewhere out there perhaps believes in you and wants to see what happens next, and so, um, you know, here we are, you know, the last few weeks, you know, I, I began work, you know, at a at a local casino and you know I, one of the things that I've thought in while working there is you know one of the things that describes how I feel is to aspire is to accept that life isn't as it should be you know and so to aspire is to to live a painful life you know because you you're pursuing a goal and whatever it is life now isn't that goal and so everything will will feel hard until you get there you know um and so for you know it's it's, it's been that way I mean, i've gone through a, a serious transformation you know i was interviewing james wedmore i think the interviews on his podcast now um and he was talking about this idea of the dark night of the soul and i believe i've been going through an experience that is very similar to what, what what is described as the symptoms of the dark night of the soul um which is just a really really bleak dark night you know uh, i actually want to read the symptoms because you know if i'm going to podcast i'm going to do it in a way that i would that i like and not the way this you know naturally accepted and so i was reading this medium it was probably about two weeks ago i was reading this medium article it says seven signs you're going through a dark night of the soul maybe this will you know, uh, something, be something that someone else can relate to. And so, you know, um, I just want to read the first paragraph because I guess it's important. This is a dark night of the soul is defined as a spiritual journey that forces you to shed previous beliefs, habits, and relationships so that you can make the transition to a more mindful, fulfilling life. It shakes every aspect of your life. It makes you question every aspect of your existence. Basically, it drives you nuts. The good news is this purpose behind it. I've never read this actually. It's going, it's going through your own dark night of the soul for over a year now. And no matter how painful it's been, I can say with confidence that I needed it. Oh, okay, I'll skip that part. Now, here are the seven symptoms. You feel completely lost, powerless, and hopeless. And many times, particularly that one night, just a week or two weeks ago, I really did feel that, you know. Um, you're no longer interested in things you once loved. Very, very true. Um, a lot of the content that I used to look at on YouTube, I just don't really watch anymore. You know, even business, you know, um, you know, it, it is all, it, it is almost like I lack a love for it. You know, I love it. I mean, it excites me, but I don't know. It's hard to explain. The next thing is your definition of success is not the same anymore. Um, really being in that casino and seeing piles of cash on the table, um, you know, it, it kind of is desensitizing me to the idea of being rich and being things like that. Now, obviously, I always want to be rich and I will be rich. It has utility. It has meaning. But 
you know, it is not the pinnacle of what I want to be anymore. I mean, you know, it's great, but there, you know, it, it is a necessity. You should be very rich, but you know, there are things beyond, you know, um, just money. Um, money is is a very important thing. One of the top three things, but there are things that are great as well. Is my point. You know, I never knock having money because that just doesn't make any sense. You're having physical symptoms you've never had before. And so this one I wanted to talk about, uh, man, I, just sitting at the casino, man, like people would ask me, how you doing? And I would always say, hey, you ever seen that movie, The Shining? Um, a lot of people haven't seen the movie, but, you know, The Shining is essentially this movie where there's a guy, he works at a hotel and up in the mountains in the snowy mountains and they're trapped there for three months and he spirals into madness and i've been googling like symptoms of like psychosis and dissociation and all these things because many times working that job like the first few weeks like actually there maybe the first month it was like just a spiral into straight madness i'm not gonna lie it was a very 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 difficult period um but furthermore you know it was so so many periods of times where like my sense of identity was just completely melted and I didn't know who I was. You now, obviously, I there's like I can look in the mirror. Like I didn't recognize myself, but I recognize myself. Like you know who you are at all times. It's obvious. But that person that you are is like a small pinpoint on a map. Like okay, yeah, that is me. And then the rest of the map kind of expands out, and you see everything else. And it's like, but is it really? I don't know. It's hard to explain. Like I was completely sometimes dissociated, sitting on the you know the game tables, and you know I would lose my concept of time. Um everything like it was just like I was completely deluded sometimes and um you know I would just stare off into space and 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 nothing really mattered you know it was you know just such a raw mel meshing and bending of emotions and time and reality I've never experienced anything like it and a lot of it you know was just driven by the fact that I was going mad about failing and, and wanting to be somebody and wanting to be rich and successful and have my business take off finally after you know I don't even know how long it's been it's been this is the beginning of the fourth year and so you know to fail over and over and over again it, it meant so much that you know and, and it's causing so many problems in my life or I perceived that it was called you know I felt that it was causing a lot of problems in my life and so it was something that I looked at like you know wow like this you know it, it, it was it was it was an ever going battle, along with all the voices and the faces and expressions. You can see, you know, it was it was very hard. Uh, but I want to move on because this is not even the point of this podcast episode. Um, you're having really intense dreams. I haven't really had intense dreams. I just always feel like I'm in the casino. That's about it. You know, um, you're connecting with your inner child um, for sure. I mean, I, I mean, I don't really know what that means, but. You know, I mean, I, you know, I don't know. I'm realizing a lot about myself. Like, I really, really like poetry, which I've known, but like to the degree which I like it, I, I really didn't know. Like, it was a finite, and it was a a great like. It was a great, great something I liked to a great degree. You know, that that's something that you know, music, um, the world. Like, I don't know. Like, I've become more playful, or, or you know, more basic of a person for sure so i guess that counts but the number seven was the one that i was really looking at like wow i mean it's, it's despite everything you somehow feel more free and authentic um yeah that's the crazy part like 
the limiters on who I am and my personality and the things that I feel and the things that I say have completely gone. Now, the limiters are on things that are rude and obnoxious and disrespectful because I don't want to be mean to people if I don't have to be. You know, who does that? But but in terms of things that are neutral or positive, you know, it's like compliments that I want to give somebody no matter how weird and statements that I want to make about somebody that are, you know, no matter how, you know, off color, like, you know, sitting in a serious meeting or something, you, you want to say you like somebody's hair or whatever it might be. I don't know. It's not a great example, but it's just, you know, the limits are completely gone and the feelings that 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 would come after such an experience of you know feeling awkward or embarrassed or anything like and like thing like that like it's gone like i really don't fear anything at all you know um rent being due and 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 all these things and rent's uh, such a sore situation right now i'm taking out like thousand dollar loans just to pay the rent um you know because i'm working but a lot of my you know so many expenses that are just for my lack of self-control it's crazy you know, I'm going down, you know, what I believe is a rabbit hole that, you know, a lot of, you know, family and people from my community that are older, you know, warn me about just going into unnecessary debt, you know, for for the lack, you know, due to the lack of self-control with expenses and things like that. And so, yeah, that's, that's, that's been happening. But all the while, you know, it's like that Kendrick Lamar line where he says, you know, it feels like an apocalypse is happening, but nothing is awkward. You know, it's like don't really feel a sense of you know display you know, a sense of uh concern because of these things you know things are you know they just are you know what i'm saying and i just am and whatever that even means like you know like i don't know like i said my sense of self has been washed away in so many different ways it's hard to explain anymore but you know, the point of this episode that I wanted to bring to you um, is that last episode I talked about failing, you know, and launching the summit. Um, but because of that failure, you know, I wanted to take a backtrack. And what I want to do instead of just launching the summit, because what the Becoming the Character Summit is all about is I've, you know, take, spent a year of my life to go and learn from great influencers in their industry how they are influential and if they lost everything how they will become influential again within 30 days you know how is it they can build a cult of true fans that admire their work and support their life and how do they grow significant all over again if they had to start from nothing is what i ask these influencers these are all insanely rich people multimillionaires, millions in revenue per year uh, and millions of followers millions of people listening to their name um, and so I have these recorded interviews and I want to release them. But the thing is, um, before, you know, I had the bright idea, like before that I actually release these interviews, I want to validate, validate that they work. And so I want to try them out in my own life. And so what I've gone on to, do, you know, to what I've, what I've decided to do is, you know, go out and build, a, a cult of true fans myself so that I can validate the advice and ideas that are given away in these summit you know these summit interviews with these multimillionaires and these influential people uh, I want to build significance in an industry I want to build a name for myself uh, I want to build a mass movement for myself I want to validate that it actually works and so 
you know, I've started the process of actually doing that. And, you know, the, the, the cult, the cult, the cult, you know, the culture of true fans, you know, what it'll be centered around is something called the Jones room. Um, And essentially what the movement is about is, you know, um, men's mental health. I want to build a movement around men's mental health and um, not really mental health. You know, that's just the forefront, but really mental fitness and feeling better because there are a lot of men in the world uh, that don't really feel well. And, um, you know, I think that particular lane is something that I can help people with because I've been, you know, working on my own emotions for so long and I understand some of the intricacies that go into feeling bad and feeling good. And so essentially with the Jones, you know, the Jones room, it uses wrestling because the Jones room, it'll be a wrestling club. Um, it uses wrestling to correct people's mental health and, and bring them towards mental fitness. I want to break down a little bit of what I mean by mental health, uh, before I go to, you know, go further on in this uh, section. What I mean by mental health is not necessarily mental health, but more so mental fitness again. Now, it can be included by mental health, but, you know, it's just lightly touching on that. That's just the forefront to gain a lot of steam behind the movement because it's a widely understood concept that people have a lot of emotions around. But essentially, a lot of men in this society, they, they, they want to feel strong, but they don't feel strong. You know, they want to feel like James Bond, like if something popped off at a bar, they would be able to, you know, calm the situation down and save the damsel in distress and be a hero. A lot of people want to feel strong, but a lot of people feel meek and timid and shy and afraid. Um, you know, every opportunity that is presented to them, presented to them, you know, uh, let's say they see the girl of their dreams or a girl that they like or have a crush on. They're scared to walk and approach and pull the trigger. Um, let's say they have a you know, opportunity to start a business, but they're scared to quit their job. They're scared to tell their friends and family, no, I'm going to go do this instead of what you would like for me to do. Um, you know, it, so many areas of life this applies to. Um, people want to do things, but they don't feel they have the strength, the ability. They don't feel like they're qualified to do these things. And every time they go on to actually take the first step, there's a voice in their head that says, you're not qualified. You're not able to do this. You know, you're not the one. She, How could she possibly like you? This business will fail. And that voice just goes on and on and on. And it freezes them up and stops them from living a life that they can be proud of. And, you know, so a lot of people feel, you know, uh, it's a harmful experience to have. And it beats down your confidence in who you are. And this voice in your head, this overthinking, this anxiety, it stops you from building the life, the family, the dating, and the career that you really want. And so... um essentially what I want to do is build this club. It's called the Jones Room. And, um, you know, I want to apply what I'm learning in the summits to build this club in this mass movement and not only build a club of people who attend the club and are customers of the club, but are diehard fans of the club to the point where they would, you know, hyperbolically, um, in exaggeration, live and die for the club, where they would tattoo the club on their arm because they because because they because they feel a deep a deep love for what the club represents in their life and they feel compelled because it's a movement instead of just a club um you know essentially you know i want to experiment and take 
the, the strategies that I've learned to not only get people to become customers, but to indoctrinate people, to hypnotize people into a movement uh, that'll benefit them ultimately. Um, I want to see if we can push to the next tier of persuasion and influence and start to change people's lives. Therefore, you know, a lot of great champions in sports like boxing and wrestling actually go to hypnotists to hypnotize themselves into, you know, to be devoted to a cause. And so um, I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean that like exaggerated, but I want to see if we can exercise persuasion and influence to that degree to where people come together and, and, and they want to be part of this thing. Um, you know, this club, you know, is, it, you know, it's something that matters a lot to me because wrestling was the thing that made me feel good. It made me feel strong and invincible when I was young. And I think everybody should feel that way. You shouldn't feel like you can't accomplish things. You can, shouldn't feel like you should shy away from it. You be scared of opportunities. I want people to feel strong. And so I want to take the next 30 days to build this club up from scratch. And, um, you know, the logo for the club is going to be the Phoenix. And the reason it is um, going to be the Phoenix is because, you know, well, this is a long story, but I actually want to break it down in this podcast episode. Um, when I was going through that, the, the, you know, the depths of that dark night of the soul, for for some reason, when I was, you know, one morning when I came down to the car just to sit and just relax, I was drawn to the plight of the people uh, in Jonestown and it just popped in my head like what is what is Jonestown what happened there and I started researching about what it actually was and what happened in that place and obviously it was a, a suicide you know mass suicide event it was it was it was it was I think one of the biggest massacres of American citizens behind 9-11 is I think it's number two um, terrible, terrible person, terrible leader, terrible event. You know, um, I can't imagine how horrifying the experience there actually was. It might've, it could, it must've been nightmarish, but you know, in, in that moment, you know, I guess I was drawn to it because it, you know, in a way I feel like I just related to the spirit of the people that went there. Because they whatever whatever bullshit that the Jim Jones actually wanted to do, you know, actually went on to do wasn't what they came for. A lot of people, you know, I, I think it was a socialistic town. A lot of people just came to escape the horrors of their own life and their finances, and they felt you know, I would do anything for a chance of freedom. I would do anything for 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 that outside shot, you know, to, to, to finally be happy and live a good life. And a lot of people that went there were held against their will. But there was also a degree of people that followed everything all the way to the end because they just wanted to be or feel something other than what they already felt. And I remember sitting in that casino. I could never, never say I can directly relate to what it is they experienced Maybe what they experienced when they left from California or wherever they left from to go to Guyana and to Jonestown. But I remember sitting there just at, in one of my darkest hours just feeling like. I asked myself, man, and this kind of scared me, but I asked myself, what would you do in order to finally break through today, this year? I was sitting there just, you know, looking out the window and the sun was setting and I was like, 
How much are they paying you for this day? Which is about $100. How much is this day really worth? And the numbers couldn't add up. And I just kept thinking, man, like, this is, I can't do this anymore. Every job I ever had, I thought about just walking out of the door. I would work 40 hours a week and I would not have enough to pay my rent, you know, to buy my girlfriend the things that she needs or that she wants. And it was driving me literally, it felt like the shining, driving me literally, literally mad. Like, and I asked myself, man, in order to change this circumstance, what would you do? And I literally responded, anything, you know, there was a moment of psych, psych, you know, not, not honest psychosis, but a moment of just craziness. And I would never just, I would never do anything that actually harmed people. But in that moment, that was the answer that I was given when I asked myself that question. You know, um, anything, anything in the world, you know, um, and I just, for some reason, imagine, you know, that's how these, some of these people in any event across the globe must have felt. And so, you know, I named the Jones room after the spirit of those people. I named them after, I named it after that feeling. Anything. I know there's a lot of guys that are not going to Jonestown in 2021 and they feel like they would do anything to be somebody or be somewhere else in life. They would do anything. They would do anything. You know, and perhaps that's why we have, you know, particularly in my community, such so, so many bad things happening. My brother's in prison till 2030 for an armed robbery because he was willing to do anything to be and feel something else. Going to school with piss on his clothing, getting, you know, packed on, as they said at the time which means they're roasting you up, you know, and he, he left and started selling drugs and, you know, started selling heroin in, in Baltimore and, and robbing people and just doing whatever he could because he was willing to do anything. Some people pulled the trigger because they wanted, they, they, they were willing. And if you do these things, this is your choice. I cannot, I cannot, you know, I cannot dismiss these things. I cannot say that, oh, you're a product of your environment. Now that this is something you chose, you did something bad. And there's nothing anybody can say about that. It's your responsibility and you belong in prison. You must go to jail. But that feeling is something that I, I can understand. I would never cross that line, but I can understand. Um, and truthfully, in a way, I can't understand. I can't understand how you could put that feeling on somebody else, but... But I understand in a weird way, I guess. I don't, I don't know. Because I, you know, I can't understand how you could do that to somebody. But, but I can relate to the feeling is my, is my only point to it. To, you know, I can see the feeling is my point. It's hard to describe what it is that I'm saying. But the final hour of, you know, the people in that town, you know, before they were, you know, they say it's a mass suicide event, but a lot of people did it against their will. They were murdered, essentially. Um... You know, it was this idea that they all had uh, called suicide, suicidal revolution. You know, obviously the leader of this town is a psychopath. And so he would he would talk about this idea over and over again. And, you know, like I said, it's not suicide. It really was homicide. But if you look at the world as it is, you know, 
when people respond, what would you do to change your life? And it's anything. Even that's on the table. There are a lot of people that, you know, I've met and spoke to personally who've chosen that route or tried. One of my best friends tried when he was younger. You know, in in that whole idea is, you know, I would even go, you know, that, that, that essence, that spirit, that, that pain, I would even die to become someone else, to become something else, to feel anything but this. Um, suicidal thoughts is something that's, that's very, 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 very near to my life. Very, very near. And I don't want to elaborate on how, but it's very, very near to my life. Not me personally, but but it's around me. It has been around me since I was a kid. You know, so I'm, I'm familiar with that place that people go to where you can't reach them, where you can't speak to them. You know, even myself, you know, these last few weeks, many, many periods of my life, I've been not wanting of death. I never wanted to kill myself. I never felt compelled to. But there have been many times where I feel indifferent towards it. This podcast is going way further than it has to go. And so that's why the logo is the phoenix. You know, because I believe a lot of us have to go to places where the older, the older version of ourselves, not literal ourselves, but the older version, everything that we stand for, everything that we come from, everything we represent. Like when I left home and my past got destroyed, all my memorabilia, everything, um, which turns out it didn't, but I thought it did. Um, we have to burn down to the ashes to become somebody new. We have to burn down to the ashes like the phoenix to be born again, to feel something different, to be somebody different, to, to, to experience somebody different again. You know, and that's a metaphorical thing. It is not a literal thing. I would never, you know, you, you know, if, if you're listening to this podcast, life is very beautiful. You know what I'm saying? I do, you know, I do not advise anybody to take a life or take your own life. That is something that I would hope would never cross your mind. It is completely metaphorical. What I mean is to go hard and work on yourself to the point where in five years of your actual life, you no longer recognize the person you were because you've changed. You've made a better life. Not that you've taken your life. You've made a better life. And so the logo is the Phoenix. And so for the next 30 days um, and even beyond just to explore, you know, this, you know, the, the, these ideas of influence and persuasion, you know, and I, I have no doubt these are the same techniques that, you know, all cult leaders, whether good or bad or religious or not, have used throughout history. And I want to try to employ them in the same way for a positive benefit a positive impact impact on people because i believe people can change i believe people can be different and i talk to people every day and they don't tell me outright some of them do but they don't tell me outright that i know they're suffering i know they're going through a tremendously hard time people who've come lived here and moved and come back for the love of their life and they've separated people who've people who've um i'm trying to recall some of the things that i've just recently spoken to people about people who've you know, um, survive cancer, you know, um, people who have, 
you know, I know they're just maybe just in a dark place of their life and they're medicating with a drug um, and they're on and off with a girl. And these are real situations and real stories. And, you know, the, 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 the hardships that we all go through, we're all connected. Everybody, this is a Russell Brunswick, everybody that you ever will ever meet is engaged in a struggle with a mortal enemy. And I think we can all win and, and, and see something different from life. And so that's kind of the history behind the club. Uh, and it'll mostly be wrestling, but there'll be seven, several different, you know, things that we'll use, techniques and strategies that I've, you know, developed throughout my time of struggling and going through hardship and even going through bad time. I know why. I know the variables that are missing in my life. You know, actually implementing is one thing, but, you know, I know them at least, you know, um, I know how to be happy. It's, it's a chemical experience. You have to balance the chemicals in your brain with the chemicals you put in the brain from the outside world. Um, you have to track the chemicals. It really is that simple. It is not a thing that you will. Happiness is a is a neural uh, neurotransmitter. It's not your imagination or you know how you feel about it. none of, none of that stuff. Um, though it does influence it, and um, so so that that's what the club will be all about. And so, you know, one of the greatest struggles that people have with their mass movement or building their culture uh, towards the future is that they don't know where to start. And for me, I didn't really know where to start. I've never even tried to build a local business. But, um, you know, actually, that's where I'm going to end this episode. I, I just want to lay down that foundation. So we're going to be building using the advice of the people within these interviews um, over the next span of the next few months, uh, I mean, over the span of the next 30 days, and I'll be updating you hopefully day to day on how that is all going. I do want to emphasize, you know, if people feel slighted or disrespected because I've talked to people in my life about this, I'm in such a place that's weird, and like I, I don't really, I don't really know whether I'm coming or going. Um, I'm in a place that's like mentally kind of like not foggy, but like you know, uh, zoned out, I guess. So I don't, I don't really have the best compass right now. I've talked to people in my life about, you know, the idea of this, this place, the, you know, the name, uh, you know, the history behind it. And, and the people in my life have said they, they, they don't like it. They don't like this idea. Um, but I want to know your thoughts because if it's something that people actually don't like, I don't want to disrespect anybody. So I'll change it. I'll change the name to the Phoenix Room. But 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 it was something that I felt in my heart. I felt the connection to that spirit, to those people, to what it is that they felt. And there are survivors, to, so maybe feel to this day, and the people that are like that. And it is such an incidence of a lapse in our mental health, in, in, in the net that we have for people who slip through the cracks, that it was just so symbolic of what the movement actually stands for. But I want to know, you know... Um, so send me maybe uh, leave it in the reviews of this podcast or I don't know you know send me an email or something like that I don't know you know I'm hesitating to send, send me an email because I'm a sensitive person and I might cry about it or something like that but you know what what do you think about it what do you feel about it you know is it is it crazy I don't know what what do you what do you feel you know. Because I don't know, it's something, it's something that was close to my heart. But, but anyhow, um, tomorrow's episode, I want to talk to you about 
you know so how is it that i'm getting people to actually be part of this movement what is it what are the experience that i'm working on what are the experiments that i'm trying and how am i going to make this movement a thing um we're going to start talking about the, the mechanics tomorrow so without further ado you know um hopefully you follow along with these podcasts and build your own movement and your own club you know your own future um and gain for yourself money and significance and 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 happiness from helping people therefore um but I'll, i'll talk to you tomorrow this is becoming the character podcast this is your host dallas prater and i'll see you in the next episode thank you so much for listening peace out